This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on November the 23rd, 2022, and the day has finally arrived for all the Apple fans in downtown Vancouver because the new Apple flagship has opened its doors in CF Pacific Center this weekend. Yes, yes. And actually, we're going to turn the tables here, Lee, a little bit because I'm going to be asking you a few questions, given that you were the one who was able to attend this media event and I wasn't because I'm in Toronto. And and anyways, uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about what you saw at this preview here as you got to have a peek at the Apple store before the general public. uh, Yeah, there was a media pre-opening event that happened on Thursday, November the 17th that I was able to attend, which was really cool. Give me a little bit of your impression of the overall feel uh, before we get into a bit of the history of this store. Oh, yeah. Well, one word that comes to mind for this store is polished. Because at the end of the day, if you ever walk into an Apple store, you won't be confused of where you are. The ethos of an Apple store is very well defined. And everybody who has an Apple product knows exactly what the look and feel of a store should be. And when you walk into this one, that's there. But it also is meshed nicely with the West Coast contemporary feel that they've brought in. Like if you look at the hero image in our article, you can see that the overhang of the roof line is that wood grain that is kind of brought all the way into the store, which is very West Coast contemporary and modern. And of course, on the inside, you got the wood tables and stuff, which is very much Apple as well. But overall, it's a very classy store, which is very much embracing Vancouver. It looks amazing in the photos. And uh, there's a little bit of a history here as well. Um, I actually thought the store had opened before because I moved to Vancouver in 2006, but Mm. this store opened in 2010 at the CF Pacific Center and uh, had been there uh, in the same location in about 5,000 square feet, but over 50, I think 5,400 square feet and uh, now obviously has a much bigger location. Do you remember when this store opened, Lee? No, I don't know what month. I just know it was in 2010 because it kind of predates Retail Insider, right? So I, I know what rough year, but thinking back in time, like when I moved to Vancouver and downtown, like anybody who is familiar with CF Pacific Center before 2020, there was that big glass rotunda or atrium that was at the corner of Howe and Georgia Street. And, uh, you know, they basically demolished that puppy in order to pave the way for this big monolith of an Apple flagship store, which is such a difference. It's it's a beautiful, it's it's new, but it's kind of a end of a chapter for that uh, iconic rotunda atrium, though. And it's such a difference, like you pointed out, from the former glass rotunda or the glass igloo that had been there before. It was quite iconic. Uh, I remember marketing for the CF Pacific Center, even before it had the CF in front of its name. Uh, and if it was something to do with Pacific Center, quite often as a visual, they would use that igloo. So it's it became quite iconic for Vancouver. Uh, definitely remember walking through it many, many times uh, to get into the mall. It was used as an entrance. But now that entrance has been relocated. Yeah, I think it was actually just replaced. Like when you take a look at the physical two-story Apple flagship store, it was literally plunked down where this rotunda used to be. So yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, there used to be a singular front door there and now there's three. Because when you look at the mall map on Cadillac Fairview's website for Pacific Center, the actual Apple mall has three entrances now. I only saw two when I was there, like the big front door that's spinning that everyone can see and love, as well as the discreet one at the very back that lets people in and out of the shopping mall right at that Lucid Motors and APM Monaco. So those are the two that I saw. But apparently there's a third one on the north wall that lets people in and out. 
um, kind of right where the former Four Seasons Hotel was, right? It's being renovated at this point, but so those three are replacing the, the singular one entrance that was there for the rotunda. You're right. But what I also noticed is when I was there, there is an exterior mall entrance sandwiched between the flagship and that former hotel that goes downstairs into the lower level and kind of spits you out between um, Club Monaco and Softmock. And it must have been there before. I just never saw it because there's an actual corridor between those two uh, retailers that lets people into the massive mall as a whole. So yeah, I just didn't, didn't even see that until the opening of the Apple flagship. I was not aware of that. Very interesting. I guess that makes sense in terms of creating connectivity for the shopping center. And I don't remember if they've announced yet that uh, the ho- the new hotel that's moving in the Ritz. I, I don't know if uh, um, anyone's announced that for the CF Pacific Center to replace the Four Seasons. That's a whole other conversation. And it's not retail, so we won't get into that. But that's uh, an announcement that I believe is forthcoming. But <laughs> if it hasn't already been announced, I don't pay attention to hotels as much <laughs> as retail. Fair enough. And before we move on to the interior of the Apple Store, just to kind of go more about the exterior to wrap that up, the front facade, that's the 32 feet of glass that's uh, covering the front of it. The edges are rounded and it's kind of inspired by the edges of the iPhone. And so that was kind of cool for me to see. On either side of the flagship is a 40 foot wall of, of living plants, right? So that would be ferns and all kinds of other local species that can then you know be green year round, which is amazing. So besides that, they also had like magnolia trees that were planted around, which is a special tree for me. So I really adored that. So it's a very cool, um, fresh mall, modern, on point for that Apple brand. And even the roof that I was talking about before has that wood grain to it that gives it that West Coast contemporary and just brings it all together. So I was very impressed with the exterior. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And again, the photos look amazing. It's also the first flagship store in Canada. Um, it's a very special uh, looking store in terms of there's nothing like it in the country currently. Obviously with the magnolia trees, um, it's more like one of the stores you see in either San Francisco or Chicago. Uh, we will be getting more flagships in Canada, by the way, or at least I believe we will. Uh, there was one slated for the corner of Young and Bloor in Toronto. There's some litigation that may not happen. I've heard that there's been a lease that's either been signed or in negotiations uh, in Montreal for um, a similar store, but we'll, we'll let uh, those stories come as they do. But um, it is much bigger regardless. Now, Daily Hive had put out a report. Uh, they do some good research, uh, uh, Kenneth Chan, in terms of, I think he went to some plans that uh, um, had been filed with the city. And they're showing that, I think the Apple store might be around 14,000 square feet. Um, <coughs> Apple wouldn't confirm it, so I, I don't have that information from them. But much bigger than the 5,400 square feet that uh, uh, the former store was, that was located uh, on... I guess you say the main level of the CF Pacific Center. Yeah, the upper level. I think it's actually yeah. called Upper Mall. The reason I say that, just as a, as a as a teenager, I remember when Cartier was in there and whatnot, they used to call it uh, Cartier in the Upper Mall. So, um, And I guess Lower Mall would be the lower level uh, with the majority of the, the smaller stores that are um, uh, in, in CF Pacific Center. Interesting that the mall was built underground the way that it was. I think that uh, there were some regrets uh, subsequently the way that the mall was designed uh, because it was sort of created as an underground city, which is something that doesn't make as much sense in a city like Vancouver, which has a lot of street retail and also has a climate that can support it as opposed to places like say Edmonton or Calgary, which thrive with a pedway system downtown because of the climate. People don't really want to be walking on the streets for a lot of the times of the year. I didn't actually think of it as an underground city because like when I take a look at David's tea, which is on the lower level, it's a walkout onto like the actual Dunsmuir Street, like a walkout basement kind of thing. So I just thought it was more elevation that kind of drove it as opposed to like a design decision, I guess. But 
Anyway, now yeah. Lee, um, let's just go floor by floor. This isn't going to take too long because the store only really has two levels: the the Apple Store. Um, now, tell me about uh, what's on the main floor. So you walk into the new Apple Store from you know the diagonal kind of facade that faces the art gallery. Um, what are you walking into? Well, when you walk into the revolving doors at the front of the flagship, you have six wooden merchandising tables that take up the rest of that retail space. There's three on either side of that revolving door. And it's intended to give people that hands-on experience to be able to try the Apple products before you go and buy it. Of course, they're all tethered down, so you can't just walk off with them. But each of those tables has a, like a different product grouping or offering like iPads on one table, iPhones on another, Apple Watches on another, notepads, notebooks on, an, on another, and so on, right? So besides the actual tables, what I thought was great is that they didn't miss out on the opportunity to merchandise the retail walls. So, And I think on the north wall and the south wall, they had artistic displays of watch bands and, and iPhones that, uh, cases that you could then potentially purchase. The back wall itself had... Uh, like the home pods and AirPods that were then displayed and various other um, accessories for iPods, iPads and all that kind of stuff. But they also were um, having displays for their Apple TV Plus um, uh, subscription service as well as the Apple Music subscription service. But there's also other accessories that you can buy that would be beneficial for either like the Dr. Dre Beats headphones and so on were then on display with the Apple Music subscription some of the home automation stuff would then be around uh, the TV, Apple TV Plus subscription service. So it was really cool to see how they beautifully went and merchandised it. Now, you mentioned things are tethered down. Question, um, I know that uh, downtown Vancouver has uh, some fairly high retail theft rates uh, at the moment. There's been some challenges there, as with many cities. Um, do you see this store as being a target for shoplifting, or do you think that they've got it designed so that this... Uh, that um, theft won't be an issue. I mean, there'd be a lot of people working there and a lot of customers, right? No, you're right. And just looking at the sheer numbers, there was only one entrance and exit point to the previous store that was in the mall for Apple versus three that is going to be at this Apple flagship. So just by that point, there's going to be more ability to then potentially steal something, unfortunately. But to your point, there's a lot of people that are on the retail floor helping customers that I don't necessarily see uh, anything different about um, this experience than you would have in any other Apple store or other city, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And there's also um, an entrance into the mall, like you pointed out. It looks really interesting from the photograph in terms of it's got a, a unique facade. It's got that Apple logo on it. And um, yeah, it's really kind of a neat entrance from within the CF Pacific Center uh, mall. Like you're, in, you're looking at there's Lucid Motors is in there. I mentioned APM Monaco, Max Mara, and a few other stores, but you've got this new Apple uh, store facade in the mall, which I think looks terrific as well. Well, I feel kind of bad by saying that the mall entrance doors are very understated when, when you stack it up against the big monolithic glass at the front of the building. But still, you can't really compete with that. It's kind of a different beast, I understand. But yes, there is that one door that you're talking about, that, which is the only relationship that the Apple flagship has with the shopping center other than being on the same property as the mall. The other two doors are directly out into traffic and ground levels. So there isn't really an interaction with the actual shopping mall itself at that point. But still, the actual singular door that connects to the mall is very well appointed, even if it's not the monolithic of the front door. Let's talk about the second level and how you get there. Um, firstly, there's a grand staircase. I saw these photos. It looks really amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about... Because it's 
Now, it looks amazing, and I don't quite understand how it's all configured, but tell me about the staircase, and then we'll get into what's upstairs. Yeah, well, there's a hallway that connects that main retail floor with those six wooden tables to the entrance of the shopping mall. And at the middle of that hallway is the base of that grand, grand staircase. And it ascends 45 feet and is the tallest of any of those Apple stores globally. So it's quite impressive. And at the top of it, there's this skylight that lets in all kinds of natural light, which is amazing because that texturized walls gave me the feeling of sandstone. And when I was walking up it, it was just stunning. But interesting, they did mention that it was uplit so that when at night, it is even a different kind of feeling. And, and I would love to go back to see that. But you're right. The staircase does bring guests up to that second floor of the flagship to the forum. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this uh, mezzanine level, which is the upper level of the store. And you also mentioned the forum. Um, tell us a little bit about that, because this is uh, somewhat of a unique feature in terms of having this dedicated within a store, within a, an Apple store in Canada, of course, that is. Well, one of my main beefs of the old location in um, Pacific Center for the Apple Store is that when you'd walk in to try to go buy something and you wanted to go all the way to the back where the cash registers are, you had to wade through a couple of the tables that were having education sessions. And they had like lots of people sitting around them, bags sitting like hanging around and stuff like that. It was just annoying to go try to buy something there. And I'm sure that if you're trying to learn something and you're trying not to be in everyone's way. It was really hard to learn something. So they've now put that on the second floor. It's called the Forum. And uh, the way that it's set up, there's four wooden tables, similar size to the merchandise tables down below. But instead of having six tables, they only have four. And then the center has these little um, short stools that you can then sit at informally to learn too. So you can think about like, let's say children sitting at it, learning about... um, whatever um, games or, or other devices that are there. But also you have to watch that huge um, uh, TV screen that they have on the wall as well. So these today at Apple sessions would be kind of happening there. And so instead of having to trudge through these people to be able to buy your merchandise, they have their own separate space, which is still part of that Apple vibrancy and stuff because it's still a mezzanine. It's open to down below. So you still are hearing the the hustle and bustle of the sales floor below, but you're not in the middle of it trying to learn something. So I thought it was a very nice idea to use that upper space. And of course, it has that breathtaking view off towards the art gallery with tons of light coming in. So it's perfect for learning. It's perfect to be set aside, having special events and stuff there too. And it's set up well to be dynamic for whatever they need. So it's a really cool um, forum space. Wow. Now, you uh, attended a media event. Uh, it was on uh, Thursday of last week. Um, how did that go? Well, I kind of have mixed feelings on the media event because, yes, it happened before the general public was able to come into it, so it was special. And the flagship building itself is jaw-droppingly gorgeous. But the choices that Apple made on the agenda of what was going to be done during the media event was questionable for me. But like, I mean, again, like it was very well organized, very well, like, like done and executed as Apple always does. It just was here. Let me explain. So it all stopped, started at like 11 o'clock in the morning and the main retail floor was packed with media and social media influencers taking photos and videos like we do in our element. Right. And then they moved us up to the second floor mezzanine for the media event itself, since the forum space is all about that kind of thing. And it's also a great reason for us to then not only take photos of the main level, but then also of the staircase and upstairs and so on. So it was a great idea. 
And to be clear, I'm a very staunch Apple fan. Like I can see money flying out of my wallet the day that they announce a new iPhone because I adore them that much. But for this media event day, I was there for the new Apple flagship launching at Pacific Center. And so as they had us all settle down and, and, and get ready for this event, the Apple leadership from Apple Canada and the local Vancouver area started speaking about the new flagship, some of its history. It's exactly what I was looking for. But that was only about five minutes. And then they brought on a professional portrait artist to talk about her passion about taking portraits, which at that point, like, I was confused because what does this have to do with the Pacific Center Apple flagship? Like, I mean, she's very, you know, competent, very good at presenting all of her portrait techniques and so on. But it doesn't have anything to do with the Apple flagship that we're just here to see the opening of. So I'm polite. I'm listening through it. And then she passes the show back to the Apple staff, who then start talking about how to take the best portrait with the new iPhone 14. At this point in time, I'm starting to get a little angry because this is turning into a marketing event as opposed to anything to do with the actual store opening, the launch, the strategy, or any of that kind of stuff that I'm interested in. And plus, they have a full room of media and social media influencers that can likely teach this course. And we're all here for that launch anyway, but not like... So for me, it turned into a today at Apple experience about taking photos as opposed to talking about and focusing on the actual flagship that was opening. So and it started at about 11 o'clock in the morning and at the 1230 mark, they started to say that they were going to break us into groups to start taking portrait photos with the new iPhone 14 in the different parts of the store. At that point, I'm like, peace out, man. I got things to do. I'm going to get out of here. So for me, it was a very well run event. It was very executed well, beautiful flagship, but the like I'm not there for a today at Apple event. I was there to hear about the strategy, Apple, Apple corporate, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and these things do happen. This reminds me of when I toured Stacked Market in uh, Toronto in, I think it was oh, 2017 or 18. And we, we did a tour, which was fun, but then uh, it became a beer tasting and I'm not a drinker. So I was, <laughs> it was kind of wasted on me. I ended up leaving uh, this beer tasting uh um, uh, uh, exhibit or whatever it was that they had us doing. It was supposed to last for an hour. And I'm like, I gotta go. I'm really busy. Yeah. And don't, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like it was a very well-run event. And, and like for people who are there to experience the actual store, the today at Apple, like I mean, great. But like for us and our listeners, our readers, we want to know about the, like the corporate strategy. Why did they choose to put an Apple flagship here? What's their plans for the future? What are they doing to employ people? What are they, like that kind of stuff that is more, like uh, at a different level than here's the new portrait mode. This is how you go do stuff like it. And there's, there's an appetite for that. It just was lost on me, unfortunately. Now the Vancouver Apple store now has 240 employees, which is a huge number of people. I agree. Now there's one employee <laughs> though, that won't be there, but they may know him. I, I met him years ago, actually, when I lived in Vancouver, there was uh, an employee at the Apple store named Samsung. No way. <laughs> that being Sam, his first name and no. <laughs> last name being Sung. It, it was quite funny just because you yeah. know that is kind of a competitor to Apple, the Korea company, but itself not not. Uh, Sam was a wonderful gentleman who also um, auctioned off his uh, name tag uh, for charity, and uh, I think the first he did it twice. I think the first one was for the Children's Wish Foundation, but uh, I yeah. think that was a wonderful thing that he did. And just before we wrap up, though, about Pacific Center's new Apple flagship, do you know how long this has been in the works? Because I think there's been rumors of this flagship for years. I was speculating even when I was living there that there was going to be an Apple Store flagship. Again, I lived in Vancouver. I um, left in 2014. We, we didn't know where. Um, I, at one time, I was told there was going to be a larger one in the mall. 
I remember um, I had put out a little report. Again, it was just me. I was a one-man show at the time on a flagship, and I was corrected that even if this supposedly larger store was going to be built, it wouldn't be one of those flagship-type locations. Kind of like at the CF Toronto Eaton Centre, uh, Apple opened just before the pandemic a very large store, um, actually probably almost as, as almost as large as the Vancouver store that just opened, but uh, but not a flagship location. It's just a really big location. It, it doesn't have the same features or the trees and whatnot that you see in the uh, Vancouver store. Uh, but at the same time, the retail experience and the customer loyalty that's there, I think, could warrant more of these highly experiential retail stores to be opening and hopefully wouldn't dilute the brand if there was more of these. I mean, in Canada, I think we'll be getting at least three of these large flagship type Apple stores. But I guess the question is, will we be seeing more? Uh, Remains to be seen. Absolutely. And thanks for letting me take one for the team and for going through it with me today. And otherwise, I will chat with you next week, Craig. Thank you so much, Lee. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. Thank you.